everybody. Welcome into the counter show with my good friend over there joining me today would be Keith. Keith, what's happening, my friend? How are hey, you? Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. We got a lot to talk about on the show today. Um, we'll bring up a few things here. Um, going to talk about you here about Chevy. Chevy's like coming out of the finally coming out of the woodwork man they got got something new on the market that's pretty awesome uh, i haven't i haven't heard anything out of chevrolet but i did hear some stuff out of gm ah gm <laughs> gm 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 is that who that is i don't know yeah yeah so anyway it's like we, we, um, chevrolet boy, i can't GM. stand those general motors automobiles but i sure do love my saturn <laughs> yeah yeah oh you know speaking of chevrolets i saw a ford pulling a chevrolet yesterday oh did you on a trailer, well, that's, yeah, it was that's going to end up a, as a meme somewhere. It was well, I tried to take a picture of it, but I was driving, so I couldn't really do it. So, but anyway, so well, for safety reasons, I had it, to. Uh, it, I couldn't. If take you'd one have for had a uh, Tesla or one of these 360 cameras on one of the new vehicles. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, yeah. So speaking of GM and news out of GM, so on the sh- <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, the new. 2021 Tahoe. We're going to get into some details on but that. But I just want to um, talk about the Suburban. You see, you see what I'm doing here, man. You see, I, 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 I do, man. I do. Or the Yukon Denali. Yeah. Denali, Denali, Denali. Potato, potato, tomato, right. tomato, right. whatever. Yeah. So Nevada, Nevada. Um. So we're gonna talk about that today, and then we're understanding that 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 Jeep's getting a little sentimental. Um. It is our understanding that they've missed the Wagoneer for a while. And uh, we're going to talk about this uh, this potential concept vehicle they have uh, that's kind of floating around out there, and we'll, we'll get into some details so on that. What we my know son told so me far, about so. that one. Now, you wanted, the first question that I asked him, and I'll bet I'm not alone on this. You know what I asked him? What they're going to put wood panels on the side? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's kind of funny because I was doing a little research on this thing, and that's the first memory I have right. of. Of a oh, Wagoneer yeah. way back. Yeah. It's all, and it was all glass, man. Yep. I mean, just nothing but glass around. It's like the pacer yeah. of, of SUVs, you know. So we will but, we um, will answer that wood panel question. You're going to have to keep listening. Yeah, Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I, um, you got, you've done a lot of research on that one. I'm excited to hear about that. I want to get into, you know, speculation. We can speculate a little bit about what we, why they, why we think they're going there with this thing. Um, and what we think they'll do to make it work. Uh, just kind of interesting that right now you've got a lot of the major players in the in the automotive industry that are. You just, yeah, you you what? just say when, man, and I'll start talking. <laughs> yeah. So hey, real quick before we get into the details and the news of the day, um, I'd like to take an opportunity to say, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, if you're new to us, uh, you can subscribe Wait, over there on. Hold on. Those, what? How could they not what? be listening and hearing you? I don't know, man. Maybe they stumbled upon us. I don't know. Or oh, I you mean know. just okay? Just happened yeah. by, and maybe the you know I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so you can subscribe to our podcast over on PartsKindOfGuru.com and and um, find us on any major platform, whether it be uh, Spotify, uh, Google. Uh, podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, in TuneIn and Stitcher and all that sort of good stuff. So help us out there. And also you can check us out on our YouTube channel where we will play segments of this, uh, video segments of this over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Parts Counter Guru. 
Uh, please subscribe there. Uh, your subscription is free, but it is priceless to us. It helps us keep this thing going. Hey. So please subscribe. Tell a friend. Like what us. What about OnStar? Are we on OnStar? Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, you we're see, on You see, this OnStar. is going to be one of those podcasts. Like, you could just kind of tell before it gets going, like, you know, where it's going to yeah, end up. Gonna, <laughs> this is, oh, yeah. This is going to be a good one, man. This is going to be a good one. Um, I'm excited. So, um you know, well, you know, we got that out of the way uh, with with the with the uh, you know social media stuff. You can follow us there, facebook.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Check us out over on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus. Follow us on Twitter. We are over there as well. Our handle over on Twitter is at the counter show, which you are listening to the counter show right now. So there you have it. So what do we do now? News? Uh, ah. Ah, I failed. Um, well, <laughs> uh, sorry, man. I was uh, I was cool. like just you know like tuned out. Sorry. Uh, no, right. I think uh, so. You know how you know how we always talk about like I usually bring an item. Sometimes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah. with a comedic in- intent. Sometimes legitimate. Mm-hmm. Some actually, they're all legitimate. Some sometimes they're funnier. Um, and I will. I did. I didn't bring anything today well uh, sort of but here's what i thought we could do i just wanted to mention quickly to everybody please support the show go to our website partscounterguru.com click on the amazon amazon banner in the top right before you buy anything on amazon and in lieu of any items to pitch that you might find on our mentioned on the podcast page uh grab those hats again would you Oh, you want so to see that the people again? listening on the podcast can did, not did you, see them. Did you see? Yeah, but did you see my flyby? Yeah. On so these? look at these. We have these are parts counter gurus hats. There are we have. I have a hat just like the one in Jay's left hand, and Jay has one there, like the one in his right hand. I've got several. I've got my working hats. And um, I've got my, yeah. So my if you're out, interested in in uh, buying hats. one of these, go to our website. Same website I just mentioned to click on the Amazon banner. Except this time. When you go to partscounterguru.com, click on the Ask Us a Question button and let us know. If you're interested in buying one of these hats, we'll respond. We're trying to we're trying to get a gauge on interest uh, mm-hmm. because we may have to order these in bulk or whatever. So, you know, just, just we, let us know. We, we've we've uh, purchased a few of these hats and stuff, and um, they seem to be a big hit for some of the local folks, and, and I've... Um, there's or been some people purchased a few from us. So end up leaving a comment in one of our YouTube videos. That's fine too. We typically read through those. So yeah, heck yeah. Well, we do for the most part. I am. Um, I try to stay on top of it. You try to stay on top of it. We do the best we can. Um, uh, we are working for a living, so um, sometimes our our time gets diverted over to something else. But exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll keep after it. So. Um, I don't know about you, so thank but you. Uh, you know, working for a living to me is more. <laughs> hey, isn't that a line out of a Huey Lewis song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what song I think was it's that? Working for a living. <laughs> yeah, way to know your right. Huey yeah. Lewis for five hundred, Alex. Right on. Okay, so um, let's get into a couple of news stories that we have. Live from the Parts Counter Guru Counter Show News Desk. I got to fix this. The problem is that I keep all the sort of goofy, you know, like 
you know, and the, you know. <laughs> Those are fun. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. Well, that's on one screen. And then the other one, well, yeah, so. But, I love yeah, it. But then the other screen is the one that has, you know, the more serious, like the news and the trivia, ah. right? And and our beloved. <laughs> I'd say I told you. Right, but I, I got to figure out a way to well, put that them all on gets, the same screen, so I'm not like you know having to flip back and forth. Well, that I tell you so. Tell you so. Here, I'll do, I got wow, man, what about? Thank you very much, man. What am I drinking? Um, yeah, we use the heck out of that one. That's you know because we're you know we're just we're saying stuff and it comes true. Well, we, yeah, so and we we noticed that to find uh, out. we're not alone in that. There are some other industry executives that kind of go hey we were the first to point this out so uh yeah so so what are we we're gonna do the uh what do you want to do news uh, let's talk about the uh the little what the 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 jet man okay uh, okay encounter. yeah 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 all right so so yeah, yeah so yeah you want me to, we yeah. we separately very... stumbled on this um <laughs> yeah go ahead you you got it up uh, it, yeah, I got it up. It's pretty awesome. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to think of it. You know, maybe we should ask our good friend Marlon since he, uh, you know, he's a yeah, he lives down in that area. Maybe he knows some some jetpack people. I, I don't know, but um, it was it was a big deal, man. A, a man was flying a jetpack, and he was it was reported by pilots above LAX, man, and um, it said it was an unusual call it came into LA uh, airport concerning an unidentified man flying a jetpack an american airlines flight was the first to report a guy in a jetpack at the plane's altitude of around 3000 feet above los angeles international airport and this was a week or so ago uh, they said that the jetman was approximately 30 yards away from the aircraft which by the way guys if you're going to fly your jetpack you don't want to be it's that sucked close in, to man. An aircraft. there's turbulence yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you might be having a problem, but uh, CNN obtained the audio between the air traffic control and American and JetBlue flight crews. It was funny. So uh, so the tower goes, um, American 1997, uh, the, the, well, no, American 1997 says to the tower, we just passed a guy on a jetpack, the first, the first plane called in, and then off to the left side, he says he may be through uh, 330 yards or so at about our altitude. And about 10 minutes later, another plane spotted this, <laughs> the same dude. How many minutes later? And, um, about 10 minutes. Okay. And, and Which is important, Yeah, yeah by we're going to get to that. Let, yeah, let's, yeah. We're going to get to that. Um, so <laughs> they said the same thing. We just saw the guy fly by us on the jetpack. And uh, so according to the communicators and air traffic control, uh, they warned a JetBlue flight uh, to use caution. Um, how often does that? Hey, uh, JetBlue, we would like to let you guys know. Be on the lookout yep. for a man in a jetpack. Uh, hey. United 1967. This is Control. Uh, <laughs> we've received several reports of uh, guy in jetpack. So be on the lookout. <laughs> uh, Control. This is 1967. Could you uh, repeat your last? Did you say guy in a jetpack? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. That's affirmative. I mean, that's almost like saying there's a man on the so, wing. You know? There's a couple of reasons why, beyond the obvious, don't fly in in, in the middle of a, a airport restricted airspace. Number one is all the way back to like the Roger Moore era when they de- actually developed a couple of these working models for you know movies mm-hmm. and Hollywood and stuff. 
and they've used them in Super Bowls and that kind of stuff. But the problem sure. that they have with those is it takes a lot of fuel to create that much thrust, and there's a very short flight time. Like the most that I've ever seen, and I've you know there's been some History Channel specials from a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. It's like you got a couple minutes, and that's it, right? Right. Okay. Right. Well, you're not going to get up to three thousand feet in two minutes. No. I mean, there's and live. There's something to this story. There's more to it than we know right, right. now. And there's something secretive. Caps to be and secretive going on. Some sort of prototype pack. Ten or something. minutes later, you've got another sighting. So not really enough time to descend three thousand feet, land, and go back up. Three thousand feet for those nope. of you that aren't kind of familiar with distances and altitudes if you're at sea level which lax is or pretty much at pretty close pretty right? much soon they'll be in the right. ocean but for for now um, they're now if you're landing level. at denver or whatever you're that's three thousand feet is that's, at, that's, that's the runway height right but that's a mile yeah. but um but at lax three thousand feet is um there are no skyscrapers that high that is way the heck up there you are it's up there man you are not going to be able to see a person if you're standing on the ground if he is up at three thousand feet. That's, uh, right. I mean, that's higher than just any get, structure in the United States. That's right. Way and up just there. to kind of give you a gauge of it, like when you're coming in to land um, at a, at an airport that you might be flying into, you know how you have some of some of the airlines will have on the back of a seat. They have the video screen that shows you altitude right. and speed and, and, and that sort of stuff. So just to kind of give you an idea, typically when people are flying in and approaching, you're at somewhere in the neighborhood of around maybe 500, 600 feet altitude at that point coming in uh, on approach. Um, so just imagine, just, you know. Yeah, well, here. I so What, six times I that, just looked you know, this right? up. Six the highest man-made structure... Uh, in the United States, uh, I'm seeing this on CBS News. I should know this. I'm a little bit ashamed mm -hmm. that I don't. Um, Gateway Arch at 630 feet. Okay, really? Uh, that's the, that can't be right. That's a, that can't be right. Now here, man. the highest structure in the world is coming that's in. That's got to be that building in Dubai. It is. It's called. Yeah. Uh, where I just had it here. Um, Uh, 2,722 feet. It's that Burj Khalifa yeah. skyscraper. It's yeah. the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's huge, man. It's um, unbelievable. So the the arch is 600. So you're talking roughly, you know, five and a half times the height of the arch, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty high up there, man. Um, yeah, that's they, a tall building. That, that's not the tallest structure in the U.S. There's no way. I don't know why Google no. would lie to me. Maybe <laughs> structure of that type. Uh, How about that? That makes sense. That's probably probably you know maybe Google misunderstood something. So, um, but anyway, so yeah. just to give you an idea, like 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 Keith was just saying that the tallest building in the world is not at three thousand yeah. feet. They're under three thousand right. feet. So. Just to give you an idea, and that's a real, so go Google that and go take a look at how high that is. That's yeah. to show you how I mean it's 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 unbelievably high. So the the back to what we were saying, there's more to this than just the fact that this encounter occurred. The fact that it happened 
in the time span that it happened, at the altitude that it happened, for what we know how jetpacks operate and function, mm-hmm. this shouldn't have occurred. There's nothing out there. Right. That, there's no known technology that we're aware of that that allows That's that. Right. And they even contacted one of the only local there's a jetpack. There's a right? not far from there. There's a a private company that mm-hmm. um, develops technology that could potentially be used for something like this now did you see that they responded because at the time i read it they hadn't received a response from that company oh they responded they said they had nobody nothing going on from what i saw yeah yeah you believe that well i don't know if i do or if i don't but they have to log everything through the faa right well i mean if they want to I mean, yes, they are required uh, to, guess. unless they're working on something yeah. super secret. Something super secret, right? Yeah. Now, now, there's nothing out of the question that this could have also been. Who knows? Maybe a uh, you know a secret military operation sure. going on that we're not aware of. That could be you know mili- and that that might be why you're not hearing much more of it too, yep. because maybe yep. the Fed stepped in and said, yep. "Hey, you know, hey guys, don't yep. worry about it. We'll you know we promise we'll let you know again the next time." But we had to do this kind of indiscreetly. Is uh, you know me and Vito, we were uh, you know we were uh, uh, up in the air, you know, and we didn't want to tell nobody, right? Hey, hey, okay, copy. <laughs> All right, so moving on uh, before before people in black suits start showing up at my door. Speak, speaking of Italians, man, that's a nice St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. well, that's actually in Missouri, no, not Italy, but I yeah. Right, but isn't there like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they there's call a big like, Italian? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it hill, yeah. Italian hill, or whatever. Yeah. The I hill just had some of that like. uh, great Italian food over the weekend. Oh, so man, I've never never done that. I want to. Also, that. speaking of Italians, did you hear that uh, Nicola, the manufacturer that we talked a lot about on this podcast about a year ago, and sure GM, uh, neither of which are Italian, as far as I know, uh, right, have just right. formed a partnership. GM has invested in Nicola. Yes. Now and kind of kind of hand holding the other yeah, hand too. So you'll get into those. Details, this is a smart is really move, nice. I think, for GM. Oh, for sure. And it's for sure a smart move for Nikola because it gives them street cred. It's a major player that has invested in them, that has put their money where their mouth is and Mm -hmm. backed them. Okay, so Nikola, as we know, okay, um, really only has one consumer-grade automobile. It's that truck, right? Is it the Badger? Mm -hmm. Is that is that right? Yes. And Correct. it was a it was electric, and then they had an electric hydrogen hybrid. Now, right. The majority of what Nikola is developing is on the hydrogen side, if I'm not mistaken. And and you know I'm going to have to go back and listen to us and our podcast from a year ago to refresh my memory. But so yes, so fuel cells. Do not yeah. assume that. GM is investing in another EV company like Ford did Rivian. This is a completely different niche, and it's, mm-hmm. that's why I think it's a smart move because it positions GM to have a unique offering that no one else is going to have right away. That, that very well said, and and I, I that's the first thing that when I read this article and I saw this pop up, I thought, wow, how 
you know, because we, we've been giving GM some, some yeah. hard time this, about some of their is, poor, this poor decisions. Good, this is a good decision. So, um, you know, you're talking about, sorry, it's a niche. I um, said niche, but you can say sec- niche if you want. Right. I mean, but if you're going to quote me, industry. you know, it's niche. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a niche. Uh, I say niche because I'm. Okay, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm not, I, I'm, gonna, I'm no, not I'm here to, way. you know, tomato, tomato. Hey, I had somebody call me out grammatic for grammatical stuff, man. You know, hey. Grammar, grammar I, cops. I'm sorry. So, yeah. the deal Go reads ahead. like this, because this will get you going. Uh, they get a $2 billion equi- equity stake in, GM gets a $2 billion equity stake in Nikola, okay? That's right. Uh, That's huge. It's huge. They get to engineer or assist in engineering. Really, they're going to use GM's development platform and they're going to build the Nikola Badger, uh, the fuel cell version and the all-electric, I think, in the GM facilities. Now, that Badger looks an awful lot like a Chevy Colorado or a, you know, Canyon, it, it does. Canyon. Yeah, and remember what I said. There's kind of a, uh, you know, one hand holds the other yeah. here. Um, you know, them getting in that segment because we talked about this in previous concepts about their battery technology that they're, you know, the Ultium battery technology yep. that GM has been working on. What a better opportunity yeah. to really well, test the waters here, with this so, stuff. And this is, by the way, I'm getting this off of GM's corporate newsroom. So this is coming straight from the horse's mouth, okay? General Motors expects uh, to receive in excess of $4 billion of benefits between the equity value of the shares uh, contract man- manufacturing of the Badger supply contracts for batteries and fuel cells and EV credits retained over the life of the contract. Nikola anticipates saving over $4 billion in battery and powertrain costs over 10 years and over $1 billion in engineering and validation costs. Right, because Nikola has done the legwork of the actual technology, right, the fuel cells, mm-hmm. General Motors right. knows how to build a vehicle, okay? Right. And put it together. And they've done some EV battery work on their own. So they're going to basically put all the brains in the same room, and they're going to speak mm-hmm. to each other's strengths. Now, this right. is an important thing. I, I want to I th- go back to why I think this is a smart move for both sides. You have to play your game, okay? Now... One of the things that we talked about on a previous podcast was Toyota playing their game and not jumping into the EV race. They're just doing hybrids right now in the United States, and we think that's Mm -hmm. ultimately going to tie into maybe a second, third generation EV, maybe solid state. I think so. GM is smarter to play their game and play to their strengths and not compete with Tesla. Okay. This is not a direct Tesla competitor. No, it's not. Um, it's as you said. It's it's niche, niche, and it and it is. And if I'm GM and we want to regain our lead in this industry as an innovator, um, you need a partnership like this. It 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 breaks it it tears apart all that money you have to put in that you don't have for R and D when you've got somebody else over here already doing it. Then there's a trade-off because you've been doing, you know, work on this technology for the batteries, so it helps those guys out. But what's most important about this particular segment of the market is, we talked about this on previous uh, podcasts, like most recently the last podcast, about the fact that there's such a shortage of of long haul drivers, um, those sorts of things. And see, this is where Nikolai comes in as well, 
is because they've worked in that area of developing yeah, the big long trucks, haul, the heavy, heavy, the big trucks and semi trucks, trucks. Yes. yeah, fuel cells, so powered. GM smart. Yeah, in, you play your game. Really, you play really, your game. Yeah. So, does it make more sense, Jay, if I'm GM, right? Mm-hmm. And we've made fun of them for this. Do they go and try to create a Bronco competitor? Um. You know, and try to compete in that off-road overland, or if you prefer, and you're a fan of the show, overlandering crowd. Yeah. Or right. do you go your own direction and you go, no, 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 we're going to work on fuel cells. We're going to work on, you know, there will be another generation of, of alternate fuel, what EV, whatever you want to call it, right? Solid-state batteries. Mm-hmm. You know, Toyota kind of famously stopped making the FJ and got out of the off-road uh, production for a while you know yeah mm-hmm. they make the forerunner sure. but they said we're gonna play our game and our game right now is not to be a direct competitor with jeep right yeah so yeah, and and yeah why would you there's so that, that is so, so competitive right now anyway i mean with with ford and jeep you know and we're, we're gonna get into some of these things here a little later on I, you're absolutely i, I correct. just don't I know I, you know and we've had these moments the past few weeks where i've really been like yeah what the hell is gm thinking I'm gonna say right now. This renews my (laughs) this renews my faith in that organization because oh, they're yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, too. The CFO resigned. We talked about that in the last podcast. She she's she's out of here. She's out of there. August the 31st. She was she's gone. The GM General Motors CFO. Yep. General Motors CFO. That's correct. So we were a little worried, you know, what, what's going on over there? So now you have this news. I think it's a wise decision. Um, and again, it positions them in a segment that nobody else right. is in. Why, why follow when you can leave? Play your game. And that's absolutely correct. So that's what they've done here. And it's a viable part of the industry that, they, that somebody needs to be involved with. Um, because if they don't, then somebody else is going to step in and do it, and it'll happen. This is where we're headed, guys. EVs and alternative fuels are definitely the now, and it's what what's going on for me. Now, you had mentioned about you know, are they going to try to create something to compete with Ford and, and and Jeep? Me, in my eyes, I view GM as more of a uh, they put their their money into their luxury vehicles. You Cadillac, know, they really yeah. the Cadillac and and that sort of stuff, and when you get into their higher end pickup trucks that have these big, you know these huge packages on them and yeah. technology built into yeah. them, and those are luxury trucks. They're not really well. They are now. You put a diesel you know, engine in them, and you're getting close to a hundred thousand dollars, you know, new on the lot. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man, to to see some of the, yeah. the transformation of of the pickup truck where it was all utilitarian to where it's more than just a utilitarian vehicle. Now, we're going to prove that to you guys today with a couple of things because some of the same technology that's going to be going into this particular vehicle or is in this particular vehicle is already being used in some of the Silverados and Sierras. Yeah. Um, So, and we'll we'll, we'll get into some of those details. So, but yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, one one last thing I'll add to that. Um, They expect to enter production by the year end 2022 now that production doesn't mean you can buy one at the end of 2022 it means they're going to start making them so that would probably be a 2023 model year i think so Mm -hmm. 
So you're yeah. a couple years away yeah, because, from being able to buy one. Because right now, yeah, because you know, me knowing used to be you remember this, Keith. Used to be you could set your calendar, you could mark on the calendar when the new model. Oh yeah, now was. it's all over the map. Yeah. Now, now it's all over the map. I mean, they're they're putting 2021s well, in, out in January they, 2020. They learned their know? lesson with, remember that on television also when there was like five networks mm-hmm. and it was like summer was nothing but reruns, the fa- right? The, yeah, the fall the fall lineup. And, and then yeah. enter in, in Netflix and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we're going to release some shows in the spring and we're going to release some shows in the fall and we're going to release some shows mm-hmm. in the winter. And why not? Because people yeah. watch TV all year not just in the fall so yeah i mean uh, yeah it's just yeah. so netflix changed the game by so the way se- segment as as your goes. your you know it you know do your trucks in the spring or whatever and do your you know mm-hmm. muscle cars in the summer and you know play to your there strengths you and that vehicle strengths and play your game that's right so there yeah. you go that's that's i, I like that i like that I like oh that. i'm not done with that uh so uh, yeah. So do you want to do you want to do you want to jump into the next one yet, or do we want to? Yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into that. Um, you know, we talked. You know, we earlier in the show. If you weren't listening, we this was going to be one of our segments, and we should talk about. Oh wait a minute! Do you have another news thing? Nah. That yeah. was it. Well, We're done? it's all. Jay. It's yeah. It's all. It's news. all news, buddy. Oh, I know. But these are these are topics. Of, of discussion I'm, I'm not I'm not playing my game today. I got my finger on the wrong button. <laughs> right on. So uh, you want to talk about the uh, the new uh, GM sure. vehicle yeah, so, uh, coming out? So um, you know, tomato, tomato, Tahoe, <laughs> Tahui, if you prefer, yeah, uh, suburban. Yeah, um, and what was the third version of that that you called out? the um so it's all it's all going to be the oh the the denali yeah, right, right yeah the yukon yeah, yeah. the yukon denali yeah so yeah. this is um this is a pretty significant change in that vehicle lo- in in that model coming out mm-hmm. for 2021 that's right and uh, actually before we jump into that i just want to thank everybody um again for if if you're watching this right now online youtube whatever appreciate the smack that like button in the face it's that's oh. that's what one of my my son watches this uh YouTuber hit it hard all the time and that's what she likes to say yeah if you're watching this hit it like this. tell a friend hard hit the subscribe button and we appreciate that that helps us a ton <laughs> uh you can also check us out on our website at partscounterguru.com and you'll find information on the podcast there so absolutely we got this new press release from gm on the new and it it looks a little different the new tahoe and the suburban um ton of new tech in them ton of new tech um i think they've been it's about an 85 year long running product line and it is gm is saying they've been fully redesigned it's well i don't know that i would say fully but i wouldn't say fully either and and i looked more into the tahoe versus the suburban because basically the suburban is an extended version yeah, of the right, Tahoe right. And, and wheel and wheelbase. Yeah. So, and then of course the Tahoe certain trim levels were basically to not necessarily compete with the Cadillac Escalade, but it really did. Well, it it was a little less costly. Yeah, right. But there's a reason behind that, and we've also had that discussion. You know, you pay ninety five grand for 
uh, an Escalade and you pay forty grand for a Tahoe, right. there are going to be certain creature comforts that are different and quality put into you know the finished product overall like the interior panels sure. and stuff where you're going to find everything more full leather and wood grain in a Cadillac Escalade uh, look, versus a top. you know I can sum this up for you pretty easily uh, the, the, the family that lives two houses down they have a Tahoe they have kids that range anywhere from two to, to ten like they have a, yeah. you know, a lot of kids that's right. probably more of a ta- they own a Tahoe right Mm-hmm. Makes more sense for them to have that than the Escalade because look, no, I mean you're just gonna have Kool Aid spilled all over the seats and McDonald's oh. French fries and you know, right? I, but this is, I you know I kind of feel like I'm gonna redeem myself today with some of the GM fans be, because I've been a little hard on them lately. <laughs> I hope yeah. you'll find it in your heart to forgive me. But this is another mm-hmm. great example of them playing their game, GM playing their game. They have a a. A certain demographic that buys these, Ford doesn't make the excursion anymore. Um, you know the luxury, like the Lexus kind of stuff that you know uh, doesn't quite get this big. You can't can't have a cart around as big of a family. This is where GM really shines. They have a big full size SUV lineup that includes the mm-hmm. Tahoe and the Suburban, and you can tow right. boats with them and RVs and all that. And they do it better than anybody else. Right, that yeah, they do. particular um, need that they fill. They do, and you know the other thing too, and and we'll get into some of these details is that they're doing something that Ford kind of abandoned, which is they're putting V8s in these things. Um, you know, Ford has decided to put you know uh, V6s, you know the the EcoBoost platform in some of their larger SUVs. Yeah, and, and you know, as a guy that both owns a Ford and tows heavy stuff, you can you can tell me a horsepower all day, and you can tell me it'll mm-hmm. still do the same work output. Right. I, right. Uh. Uh-uh. And just not. Yeah. No. And there's a difference again. You know, like we said, you know, that was the biggest question that people had when the Bronco made the return mm-hmm. this you know later earlier this year. That there was not people were like, "Where's the V8? Show me a V8, and I'll buy it." I think it's coming. I'm, I'm hearing yeah. little smatterings of of them working that in. I think that they wanted to go ahead and push the platform on out there with what they're I, working. See, with I don't now, care on that because until it, it has uh, a better towing capacity, you know, wheelbase. Right. In, until right. they improve matter. what that body mm-hmm. and frame can handle, I don't care right. about a bigger engine. But in an F one fifty, man, to put a two right. liter in something that's like where it that, matters. It just blows or my mind. So a suburban or a Tahoe or a Yukon yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, no thanks, man. Right. So I appreciate the fact that GM says, you know what, we're gonna stay with our V eights. And there's gonna be two V eights in this thing. Yep. You've got a five point three liter, um, which is the L eighty four Ecotech three, which is a sixteen valve engine. Um you're also going to have now that one has um, the 5.3 liter. They're showing it to have uh, 350 horsepower. Um, then there's going to be the L87 um, 6.2 liter 16 valve. It's also their new EcoTech 3 platform, which is basically the fifth generation of these things. Um, <coughs> this sorry, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be in there as well. And then there's going to be uh, <laughs> the 6.2 liter 420 Did horsepower. Say something? <laughs> 420 horsepower with 460 pound foot pound of torque so just keep that in mind um 
the other thing I want to point out is that it was, I think it was 2020, the first year GM unveiled their new displacement on demand technology, which if you guys remember, they had active fuel management. Um, yeah, known as um, uh, well, AFM. I, I know it as other as, as another word, but I, I was not a fan. If you haven't figured that out, <laughs> well, so I wasn't either. Now you can go to our website, partskindaguru.com. I wrote an article about that with a personal experience my dad had with it, and of course, me working in the industry, taking tech calls where the uh, system was malfunctioning, causing uh, the lifters, the uh, displacement on demand, or the active fuel management lifters to kind of be swedged into place and no longer function they came out with dongles that you could plug into your obd port that would basically eliminate the afm on those things because they had so much trouble out of them so they came out they they developed this new technology it's called dynamic fuel management um and they first revealed that in the new 2020 i think silverado um was and and it's it's it was the five threes in the Silverados. Matter of fact, I think it's the same engine, the L eighty four in the Silverados and the Sierras. And so basically, let me see. I've got this up here. Where's this at? Uh, I wanted to give you guys some some better details on it because the differences are basically with the active fuel management, you could drop it um, down to four cylinders from eight. Um, now. Uh, the dynamic fuel management system, it can shut up, shut off up to six of eight cylinders, and the availability of either AFM or DFM really on the Silverado is going to depend upon the, um, the, the trim levels. But uh, let's see, where is that at? It's different, like, yeah, 17 different modes, man, that this thing works in. It's incredible. It's I just don't think people are going to care that much. How many people are actually going to use that, you know, and are going to spend um, the time to learn all those different modes? Well, it does it automatically for you, depending well, on your driving habits. And that, that and, see, and, that even, even more trouble there because, like, I don't want that thing, you know, it's not going to necessarily know what I'm hooked yeah, up you to. Yeah, should, you should have. You should have the ability to to be able to switch yeah. that off. Absolutely, man. Um, as a lot of vehicles out there where you have eco mode, you put it into eco mode, and that's when this stuff yeah. kicks in. As long as they're going to um, give you some level of control over that, I'd be okay right. with it. Um, so we'll so we'll see. One. Let me just say this: There's see that the one engine that I did not mention, and you have it up there is the Duramax three liter. It is a turbocharged. This is twenty four valve turbocharged diesel. Um, it is basically Duramax is, is it's it's an Isuzu built diesel. It's a Japanese diesel that they have partnered up with with GM. And you guys remember the 6.6 liter, which was the larger displacement Duramax. They're coming down on some of these displacements. And you know Cummins has done the same thing recently. Um, they've come out with actually a crate motor, which we want to get into and talk about at some point. It's a 2.8 liter crate motor that you can put into some of your like your old restoration like your old chevy trucks or ford trucks and you want to put in a small diesel engine it's going to fit right in with the you know with all the right accessories they're doing that with these smaller displacement diesels as well diesels are they're they're, they're clean and they're powerful man um and i gotta believe that that's why uh they put this in as an option maybe specifically for a towing 
situation. Yeah, it says later availability. You know, yeah. I, I would be on the fence if I were towing right now, just based on all the kind of neutering they're doing. But yeah. we'll see. You know, it, it has potential. Uh, so there's right. a lot of tech to talk about on this thing. We may not get to all of it. One of the things that did catch my attention was mm-hmm. this maximum ground clearance thing that looks like they're talking about on the Tahoe. Uh, you can make adjustments to the yes. suspension that uh, it's yes. almost like what the Corvette does when they're driving through parking lots where it'll lift itself that is, up, right? Exactly. That is the technology. You're exactly right. And that is some of the new technology that GM has put into this thing. They, they, they're really boasting the fact that they've put so much into the suspension on this thing. I mean, practically everything outside of the, the engine um, – is is really new uh, with this yeah. thing um, now? Now the shape and style of it looks very similar, but they they have really refined yeah. it to where it looks more luxury well, you, to me yeah, now than you it pl- did before. Yeah, right. You know? Now it looks like they've got control knobs in there for a suspension adjustment. They're showing it off a little bit off roadsy, a little bit camping out there, right? So you you know you got a little bit of That's a right. uh, more ability to kind of take it off and go camping and you know. Uh, oh now, yeah! Look, you, 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 yeah. No, you notice that yeah. right there? Okay, so that's something nice. Like everybody likes a little step, you know, sideboard yeah. to step you park on. Park it, it lowers. You, you park it, it lowers. It comes out. Um, well, you open the door, and that's when it happens. You close the door, it goes back in. So it, there it's, go. it's yeah. always hidden, you know. But um, their infotainment system looks really nice. It's I good, see that they're playing Phil Collins. Somebody likes Phil Collins on the uh, whoever took. The now picture. stop right yeah. there. Now look, look, look at where you see see your gear shift. Yeah. Look it to the left. Okay, so here's something interesting that I found out about that. Okay, so if you look at the panel there, you see the park. It's in park now. And then you have um, neutral in the center, and you have reverse under park, and then you have drive at the very bottom. So the way these buttons work, interestingly enough, you see this, the holes to the right? There's a reason for that. Because you pull on the reverse to go in reverse, and you pull on, on the drive uh. To go into so drive, it can't accidentally the, be bumped. Right. So the park button you push, the neutral button you push as well. Um, pretty interesting, wow. don't you think? Now you have the you have, instead of a paddle shifter. Yeah, but what? Here's the other thing. What I wouldn't give to put a cam hidden camera in the back seat of a test drive the first time somebody gets in one of these things. People <laughs> right, are trying to right. figure out how to put it in gear. I mean, you don't even have to worry about somebody trying to steal it. I mean, leave the keys in it, man. Exactly. So check this out. Now, if you look at the L, see the L down yeah. below that and the plus yeah, yeah. and minus? That's equivalent to your yeah. paddle shift. I see Which, it, yeah. you know, I <laughs> can, it, it's kind of in a, an obscure, not an obscure place, but a place where you wouldn't expect, you would want it to be a little bit more ergonomic if you're into just, that. But if you're driving one of these, why do you need a sport mode anyway? Yeah, you right? don't. You don't. You know, it's, if I exactly. want to drop so, it into high, low, uh, you know, low one, mm-hmm. low two, grandma, whatever, right? Uh yeah, yeah, I can see that pulling up a mountain or whatever, but I don't care about the now, sport mode. That's mm, not on this thing. Now, now, right, and look at your trim. You're seeing a little bit of the trim here. They they've really really touched this thing up with a lot of nice leather yeah. and stitching. Yeah, um, they're they're going above and beyond. It, it, it becomes, in my opinion, it, it gets you more into that Escalade. Yeah. Rear, comp- rear, com- rear seat media looks like they've got some touchscreen uh, d- displays. They've got a heads up display. That's right. They've got their trailering app now. They're starting to integrate some of the camera technology that they're in their in their truck line in the you know Silverado, mm-hmm. where they're doing the 360 camera views. Um, right. They're doing the um, 
see through the trailer thing where you know you can right. there's so many cameras on the sides of this thing and on the top bottom and all that that it's able to recreate what would be on the you know it's a it's basically a making your trailer invisible but it's all done by artificial intelligence and then you right. pointed out the the rear view mirror thing you want to talk about that a little bit yeah the re- the rear view mirror on this thing i found interesting um it's it's it looks just like a normal rear view mirror and you know you have the lever underneath of your mirror which if you're night driving how the glare from the the vehicles behind you you can kind of dim that just by flipping that yep um, that lever. Well, on this one, that lever actually turns it into a high definition camera yeah. that points out the back. So if you if you don't want to like look through the rows of seats behind you, you can flip it to that, and you have a clear shot of what is yeah. actually behind you. And I, I find that yeah. find that a really I, nice feature. It's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but I like it. I think it's smart. I think yeah. it's I yeah I do as well. So a couple of things that I wanted to point out. And I, again, let's let's talk about the, the interior of this thing a little bit, Keith. So, you know, this is the this particular Tahoe. It's the high seat. Uh, this the high, is what is it they call it? The high what? High country, which is basically the equivalent of the, the the Yukon Denali. Okay. So there you go. All right. So if if you look over to the left, you can see in this image here, right in the back, you have buttons there that you can just hit the button, and you can you can lay one of those. The, the third row yeah. down or or you can lay the whole thing down okay but what's also cool man is you can do the same thing with the second row there are buttons back there but there's also controls let's say you're the one sitting in the vehicle you're the driver okay and you've got someone it's raining outside and you're waiting for them they've got all this stuff that they need to stick in this back end but the third row's up or the or the uh second row is up there is a button just like you have on the back side panel up at the rear view mirror area, that console, that upper console, that you can do the same thing there that you can do at the back end. So you can lower those seats from from the driver's seat and without having to get out of the seat or, or help people you know, lift the gate. You can also lift the gate from there as well. This thing has a neat thing on the remote is remote start for oh, sure. Oh yeah, they've been doing that for um, yeah. Right. But it has a couple of extra features on it. See, see here's check it out. Look at this. From the outside of the door, you can take this thing and you can get in the back. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that great? Now they also put the levers on the side. You know how when you're like, you know, moving seats yeah. up, it's always you yeah, gotta yeah. reach yeah, down yeah. between your legs or in the front. The levers for these, they wanted to be everything to be accessible from outside of the vehicle. So you know you don't have to do that on this vehicle. You don't have to go reach down below the seat. Good. It's on the side. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Which is er- ergonomically, it, it's 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 really designed very well for that sort of I stuff. I just can't wait um, for the uh, you know guest passenger you know first time they're like how do I what do I how do I <laughs> it's actually really self explanatory man I I was uh, really surprised at how how elementary it really is it's not a whole lot of buttons and hidden in places that you have to figure out or or have to have some sort of secret passcode to get into it it's nothing like that at all so back back to the remote you have you know you have the lift gate button where you can hit it you hit it twice you've actually got two of those buttons on this and one if you notice you see the back glass 
One is just for the All back right, glass. So that's I have that if on you my FJ. You know, I right? can pop just the glass. And they yeah. have another they have another one that the entire thing comes yeah. up and not just the how, glass. So you have the ability to control that from from the remote. Both of those from the how remote. How far are we and, from years ahead before we get either a James Bond era ejector seat or oh, self destruct mode? Right? It's coming, right? Oh dude. We're it's it's out there. It's already out there. Trust me, man. So you notice there's no windshield wiper on the back of the, the window there? Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it look. I don't see one in the picture. They've hidden it. Okay. They've hidden it underneath the uh, the spoiler there that you see. Ah, uh, okay. So it's up underneath. That's and a luxury you, move. That is a luxury move. Not only that, it, there's no obstruction, and you don't have to worry about wiring through the through the window, right. the glass right. and stuff like you do in a lot of models where you've actually got the arm that goes through it. So there's a lot of things that they did here that's very well thought out for the user. Um, the end user and the one thing that they did not do which they've done in the past and on some past models is they didn't compromise the cargo space if you look in the back end of this thing even with a third row you still have a lot of cargo well, space that, yeah and they can't touch that because that's a huge selling point to that for that vehicle so i can it yeah. is i dig the captain's chairs as the second row i think it's fantastic yeah. and and again also, those seats, as you see them there laying flat, they will also lift completely up. Also, back towards the uh, those consoles you yeah. see on the backside. So, um, everything that they've done here is to maximize the yeah. space available. It's a nice looking... I would uh, consider buying one if I had a need oh. for it or a bigger family or, you know. Now, you're the tech guy, yeah. okay, uh, when it comes to technology information technology stuff so here's my question to you because i'm not aware of another vehicle doing this maybe there is but gm has decided to put instead of just standard usb ports in this thing they're using usb-c ports as their standard connectivity instead of the usbs um, so how do you how do you feel about that what do you think is that a bad move or a good move are we going that way to where eventually the standard usb is going to be yeah, gone? so so both both major phone platforms have have standardized on USB-C. Apple, and then on the Android side, you know whether it's Google making mm -hmm. it or Samsung making it, some of the other players. USB-C is the way to go. The reason it's the way to go, as these phones get bigger, the batteries get mm -hmm. bigger, it takes more current to charge them. And right. you there is a limitation of the traditional USB uh, the one that you all know that has the rectangular plug in that those cords are not rated to handle as much current as USB-C can. Now, the, gotcha. the risk is, well, if I, if I buy this new Tahoe or Suburban or whatever, and it only mm -hmm. has USB-C ports in it, and I have a phone from two or three years ago, I'm going to have to buy an adapter. It's really not that big of a deal as long as they put uh, a 12-volt, we used to call them cigarette lighter plug ports in it, the round one. As long as I put one of those in there mm -hmm. and you can throw your own charger in there, you're fine. So, so check this out. That's interesting that you say that, and I'll bring this up. If you, on the second row be, behind the center console, you have, as with most luxury vehicles, you're, the people, yeah, the passengers right. sitting in the rear have a nice access to air conditioning set settings yeah. for themselves to personalize your own zone of the vehicle they put a 
charging port or not a charging port but a, a power outlet uh, just like you would use in your home. Okay, right yeah. there. That that's becoming so more. Fun. So that, it's got a it's got an inverter running. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does have that technology. So it's well thought out for the experience of the passengers as well as it is for the driver. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think it's I see that in this video. They've got yeah. yeah yeah yeah. You're fine. Like as long as there's a way for, you know, people will go and they'll buy. You can buy USB C adapters to be, to make them backwards compatible. You know, as long yeah. as the ports are capable of. Ha- handling more voltage uh or more mm-hmm. amperage in the case of these phones it's you can step that down without risk because the phone's not going to draw more than it needs but where you run into no. trouble is that the phone's trying to draw more than the port will provide and you'll blow the fuses in the port so right. uh yeah I, I think it's fine i think uh that's kind of an apple move you know we're, we're not looking back yeah but you know interestingly enough apple agreed to that standard and they're usually the ones that make you buy their own proprietary ports and plugs so ah, it, it just gotcha. kind of supports this we're all going to a standard which i think is great like we don't right. need 17 yeah. different types of phone charging ports let's all just agree to use which, one and then we can make everything right. to fit that one in which right now that's what I have in my house, and I, we, I'll, I'll be glad once we get to some sort of standardized format there yep. when it comes to that because I got way too many cords to deal with at the moment. I just need to go ahead and obsolesce my own my own stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm pretty impressed with with what's ahead for GM on that on that Tahoe. I think that they've done a great job. Now, the sticker price on the uh, upper end model, um, like I said, which was the um, uh, high country uh that thing with the 6.2 liter in it is uh, a little over seventy five thousand dollars um but the um standard entry level just with the 5.3 liter v8 you're probably getting into that thing around forty five thousand uh with not a yeah. lot of bells and whistles you'll probably more in line with around 55 to 60 yeah that's the i've got Um, a lot of young kids and they're messy and you know mm -hmm. um i don't want leather i don't want you know uh screen you know whatever like i i I don't want all those extras because they're gonna get broken and stepped on and crushed and trashed and right you know yeah you're right one of the one of the things too that i wanted to, to get into the mechanical aspect of it um two things that that's kind of stuck out to me which i I don't understand, but um, this thing has a tachometer in it. Yeah. And, you know, tacks go down to zero, right. right, when they're not running, right? This doesn't have a zero on it. It just says off. I mean, <laughs> not that that's a big deal, but I mean. This is different. Okay. Yeah. It's different. Um, so you have that. And um, also, they give you the ability to, instead of going by mileage, uh, which is actually kind of deceiving on an engine. It's actual life, because in the commercial world, we we actually uh, gauge those I by hours. Yeah, they have an hour meter on this yeah. particular well, vehicle to let you know how many hours to the, it, it, it's run. Uh, so. Welcome to 2010, when right. my you know Ford V10. Uh, so I have a 2018 F53 chassis on my motorhome. It has an hour meter on it, and it is the most basic. Mm-hmm vehicle console i've seen in years and they were doing it then so it, yeah. it's time for them to be doing that it's a good thing i i yeah bringing yeah. it into the yeah bringing it into this level yeah. you know for passenger vehicles because that's really more important it is mileage is, yep. is is suspension mileage has to do with the body and the suspension that's where the mileage comes in yes engine mileage is important we get that but 
engine yes. runtime yep. is even more critical than the mileage. So that's a good move. I, I think it's something that, you know, why not bring it into a luxury vehicle and, and make people think about, yes. you know, that. Plus, not only that, it helps GM when they're warrantying this thing and they've got a clearer picture. It surprises me that most manufacturers haven't put this in all their vehicles anyway, especially with the warranties that are out there these right. days. So, right. So we're going to go into something else here, and I'm going to let Keith lead this off because he brought this one to my attention, and I'm going to let you have this baby. I, this is, um, I'm excited about this because it looks really cool. So go ahead, Keith, get us started on is this. Is there thing, a man. but first, or are we just going right into this? Yeah, I, it's I up think to you. Uh, let's just, just go let's into just get it. right into this, man. Yeah, let's just so, go into. It. Let's keep these I'm guys think, going. But first, yeah. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to thank Sideshot for this because he's been a very helpful research assistant uh, the past few weeks. So much stuff happening, Jay. So much going on in the automotive world. It's hard to. It's almost like we could release four videos a week and still not, you know, have be caught up. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely, man. So Jeep, interesting timing on this, okay? It is, isn't it? Uh, released on their website, on Jeep.com, the mm-hmm. return of an American icon, the Grand Wagoneer. Now, right. they're, bring, they're, they're touting, hey, bringing back the Wagoneer. Um, and there's renderings on their website, Um but they tell you if you read the fine print, it's not currently available for purchase. So this is kind of what GM did uh, with their what was the vehicle, the Lyric, the Cadillac Lyric that we talked Cadillac about. Cadillac Lyric, same thing. And we did a whole podcast on this where I literally like got on the like website and chatted up some support person on GM's website, and I was like, "Can I buy it?" What? And they didn't. You know, it was like, uh, "Call your dealer." I don't know. Right. So right. I'm not really sure what the game is here, you know. And Jeep seems to be playing someone well, else's game right now. Okay. Well, yeah. I my feeling is on it. Ford has really stirred the pot with Jeep. They have really put a bug in their now, ear, man. We talked they about and there's a butt, YouTube video on this, right? Where mm-hmm. we we pontificated on hey what if ram brought back the power wagon or no not the power wagon the uh, ram charger they've already charger, brought back yes. the power wagon ram charger being the large suv almost like a suburban that dodge offered years and years ago and we said yeah, the, Dur- the durango was like the yeah right of that. and we said well they got to yeah. be careful that they don't steal sales from jeep and it looks like that they've gone the opposite direction here and they've said mm-hmm. well we'll just make a bigger jeep and then we'll right. borrow from the jeep brand which is doing really well right now and mm-hmm. we'll add to that offering and i guess you could play it that way i don't really know right. Again, you just put a concept vehicle picture on your website, which has not been commonly done before now in previous years. No, not by these guys. And you go, yeah. hey, check it out. And there's all these, you know, look, the original premium SUV. Uh, they're showing it with an all, it looks like an all glass roof. I mean, it is nice mm-hmm. looking. It is a luxury vehicle, right? And, and, I mean, the interior The interior yeah. looks incredible on this and, thing. And these you know, are all just renderings. Uh, we get it. But are you just wanting to see if there's interest or i mean what do you think jay why would you do something like this and just throw it on your website if you can't if you're not going to sell it 
I again, I think it's 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 that marketing. Throw it out there. Let's see what kind of interest we get. Ford did the same thing. I mean, we. I mean, there's just there's, there's the Cadillac did it. Just did it. I mean, there's been some stuff in the past that did not come to fruition that was put out there, but it has become more commonplace these days for these manufacturers to do this, and it's their way of, of getting the feel for the for the environment. It's the new way to get people talking. Is this is um, this the okay? Surveys were so 2018, right? Is <laughs> right. This, yeah. Is this the modern version of a survey? I do believe it is, man. And you are willing really to give do. up front and center time on Jeep.com for for yeah. a while. I don't know for how long. For for something like this, just to see This is This is what they're doing, man. You can sign up for it, which I Should I? I'm probably I why not? Let's do it. Sign up for it, man, and we'll okay. get some info on it and Inego Now Montoya <laughs> email. Now <laughs> So guys, you you might ask why why would they do this? Why would they do this when they already have the Jeep Grand Cherokee? Okay. Well, the the Grand Cherokee is a smaller version of this basically. And I would say the, probably less of a luxury vehicle. Correct. It's more the of Wagoneer a sport has model. always been right. You right. know, that almost that I mean, Orvis could, crowd, right? Looks like the refined gentleman's Yes, absolutely vehicle. correct. I mean, it came with all the wood grain on the interior and just yeah. that sort of stuff, and just it was it felt like a luxury yeah. vehicle then. Um, and then they stopped making it. I think it was 1991 was the last time they built that thing. Similar to what Ford did when you know was it 96? Ford got rid of the Bronco. When did the Jeep Grand Wagoneer go out of production? The Jeep Grand Wagoneer officially ended its production run in 1991. There you go, Jay. Well, there you go. So. Um, here you go. Well, Where can just, I purchase the Jeep Grand? It's it's been a long time since the Jeep Grand Wagoneer was in production, so it will be difficult to find one for purchase. Contact your local dealer to learn about other Jeep brand vehicles that will fill your needs. Right, uh, right. Okay. Now, now, what what makes a new Grand Wagoneer a premium SUV? A premium vehicle offering yeah. lots of advanced technology and ex- exuding. American craftsmanship mm-hmm. and heritage, the Grand Wagoneer concept provides a glimpse into the possibilities of the production model, featuring a stunning, ultra-stylish exterior design and spacious, spacious interior. You guys do not want to hire me to do these voiceovers. I'll tell you that right now. The Grand Wagoneer <laughs> concept is a modern expression of its predecessor, the, ultra, uh, the original Ultimate Premium SUV Plus, its advanced electric vehicle powertrain offers legendary capability and a near-silent driving experience. <gasps> what? Ooh. Did they just drop the Ooh. bomb? So there's going to be an EV version of this. How about that? Hidden in the fine print right there at the very last read. question. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first, Interesting. ladies and gentlemen. Interesting. Interesting. I think it's, um, you know, I think you're absolutely right. It's a survey. It's, let's just put it out there. Let's see what people think. Um, how many emails can we get? Yeah. You know, get I'm going to get spammed by Jeep um, now. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, oh my heck God. yeah, you will. Heck yeah, you will. But remember, we've been talking about, you know, again, people now, what they're doing, what they have here, they're, they're basically bringing a vehicle back that would compete with a Cadillac Escalade or a right. Tahoe. Yep. It, okay. It, it's, so it's, let's just keep I that in mind. They're not really competing. A, um, 
8,000 pound RV, but the wheelbase on my Jeep, whatever, can't That's right. handle that. So they need to offer something. And I don't want a truck, so I don't want to buy a Ram. Right. I need, right. I have like five kids, you know, so here you go, right? Yeah, yeah. So if the, if this thing does come to fruition and, and the Jeep Grand Wagoneer does come, Keith, do you think they'll go with tradition like they did in the past with the trim on the outside? Um, How it's going to look? Um, no. No. You, no wood grain? Uh, I just think for okay, so there if that if you're if you what are you trying to convey? If you're trying to convey kind of that classic again, you know, I think of like fly fishing in Montana, right? Like Orvis kind of thing. Lug, luxury outdoorsman. Right, there you go, right? Yeah. I, I, I think there are other ways to convey that besides putting wood panels on the side of a vehicle. I think time has proven to us that that is a very difficult thing to maintain. Yeah. I just don't see it. And it's heavy and it's going to add to the... Right. Hey, Jeep. Hey, Jeep. Listen, I hate to tell you this, man, but if I'm looking at this concept right now, if if you put it out and it looks like this, it kind of looks like the Navigator. You know, that Ford brand... Yeah, it does. Thing. So, just saying, you might want to refine that a little bit more. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got it. You got to set yourself apart, man. Maybe the wood grain does come back, and that's how they do it. Who knows? We'll see. But that's pretty cool. I, I um, you know, again, you guys can say what you want to say out there. Yes, GM has made some really, really cool moves the last within the last couple of weeks. Specifically, we talked about it earlier about the um, uh, uh, you know adventure they're going in with uh, Nikola on on that uh, now this, but the I really think Keith the manufacturer that really really stirred the pot has been Ford. Ford has stirred this pot to the point to where all these manufacturers are looking at them going, we got to do something, right? Don't yeah. you think? I do absolutely. I mean. And then you know you're you've got your Asian um, market vehicles like your Lexus, um, your Toyotas, your Nissans, your Infinities, etc. Those are top of the line luxury vehicles as well, but they are the smaller SUV market. They don't, it's not the it's not right. like there there's nothing like a big well, Tahoe and or we have a shown as Americans Navigator. that's what we want, right? There is no right. Um, size limit bigger is better just yeah mm-hmm. I, I mean and look if you have bigger work bigger families during times of better economic impact uh you know we tend to have more kids people are sitting around more i mean you draw your own conclusions here on that but you know if you're if you're at home together more often uh you know whatever <laughs> i was looking for the oh here it is the berry white there it is Sitting at home, COVID shut down. What are you gonna do, right, uh, honey? Time to start shopping for a larger vehicle. That's right. You should go get you a bigger. Yeah. Uh, I want mine to be called the Montana Sky. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Why not? You know, just call it that. And and, it, and when you open the door, it smells like evergreens. Yeah. You know? There, there's your air freshener, right? Right. Hey, chemical guys. Ooh. But that's in yeah. out there. 
you got burnt ashtray flavors. So yeah. they do. They really don't know if you they got some odd Hey man. They've got some odd odors. Play man. your game, Jay. <laughs> Whatever right. your game That's is, right. man. You be you. So good luck. Good luck, Jeep. Hope that works out for you. We'll uh, we'll keep our audience informed, guys. So 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 keep listening. And if you want to find out more about all of these things, um, check us out on parscountyguru.com. Uh, you want to listen to more podcasts from that website? Just click the podcast tab and um, sign up. We're on every platform out there. We make it very easy for you to do that. We're also over on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Parse County Gurus, where you will see video segments of this particular podcast there. Please subscribe while you're there. Tell a friend. Ring the bell. Like us. All that stuff. Subscriptions are free to you, but they are priceless to us. That's how we keep going. Please, 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 please subscribe. Follow us on all of our media um uh, social media outlets, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we're at facebook.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. Over on Instagram, we are instagram.com forward slash the Parks County Gurus. Uh, you can check us out over on Twitter at the Counter Show is our handle, which you are listening to the Counter Show right now. And that's where that comes from. Um, I'd like to give a quick mention about a giveaway. May I do yeah, that? By all means. So you guys have um, heard before of AERA, Automotive Engine Rebuilders Association, or Engine Rebuilders Association, whatever you want to call them. That's what they are. But they offer a nice online cylinder head machinist and engine machinist course that you can you can you could purchase as a member of theirs. But we, we, to one lucky winner who happens to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel, will win this free course it's 150 dollars value it gets you a certification and it is it is uh, admired uh, in the industry if you have this if you're looking to launch a new career during covid you got nothing going on you're looking for a little change up trust me it is a highly technical um segment of our when, engine rebuilding when business. you say you got nothing going on during covid jay do you mean like you got nothing going on or do you just mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> nothing going on. That's cool. It's all good. Keith, Keith, in usual form, just completely derailed me there. You witnessed it, folks, but it's okay. I'm back on the track, and um, so we would <laughs> we we would love to give that to you, but you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So um, and you got to leave a comment uh, on our YouTube channel that you have, um, or you can go over to our website at parskindofgurus.com uh, and leave us a comment there. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you got stuff that you want us to talk about that you haven't heard before, you can tell us that there. You can tell us anything there. Also, Keith, can they uh, buy anything through our website if they click on a, yeah. some icon so, up there? Like, well, let, let's do it this way. If you go while you're on our website at partscounterguru.com, as Jay mentioned, on the homepage in the top right, there's an Amazon icon and banner. And if you click on that, it'll take you to Amazon. It's an affiliate link. Uh, we get credit for whatever you buy, but we it's anonymous. So when I say it's anonymous, I mean, you know, if you're kind of shopping around and, uh, you know, you be you, man. You play your game. You get whatever you need to That's get. It. We're not going to know it was you, but it will help support the show. Absolutely. And we will appreciate that. We will appreciate that. For sure. 
You got anything else, man? Uh, yeah, good? so um, I'm going to do something a little different this time around. Uh, okay. Probably okay. a one-time one um, only thing. Uh, but it, it see, I felt it was appropriate for the show today. Okay. Um, and I had to kind of put this down. It's 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 longish. It's it's more than a sentence, and so I had to write it down because you know I might forget. Ooh, that that's. Yeah. Do you ever that have uh, so there, there's times in our lives when um, there's people around us that maybe don't believe in us. Um, have if you like mm-hmm. Jay? Have you ever had like a bad boss? It's like well, I don't know that it's a bad boss, but it's maybe just somebody that didn't want you around or they didn't believe in you or you could just kind of tell like you guys weren't on the same level didn't want to invest yeah. the time into you yeah and, yeah you know yeah whatever yeah, the reason there. may be like you knew you could do it but you felt like they didn't you didn't maybe have their confidence and maybe it was mm-hmm. you know because they wanted you to do things in a way that you didn't you didn't want to do them right, right. so we've probably mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. had people like that in our lives yep June 15th, 1964. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, later in the baseball world, known as one of the most regretted trades in baseball history. Mm. I think somebody had a boss that maybe didn't, didn't believe in him. Mm. So the Chicago Cubs traded a no-name player at the time to the St. Mm-hmm. Louis Cardinals for a pitching ace. Oh, boy. Named Ernie Brolio. Brolio played for the Cardinals. Okay. Got traded to the Cubs. Four months later, that no name hit a home run to lead the Cardinals past the Yankees in the World Series. 1964. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So start starting to get recognized. Um this was a person, let me see if I can do a screen share here. So you can see what um I'll show you. Maybe. There you go. So, uh, this was a person not known for his hitting, um, but this young man learned to use the hand he was dealt. Does this sound familiar, Jay, at all? Oh, oh, yes, it does. Yes. (laughs) And he was dealt speed. Uh, He learned that not only could he make a difference with his speed, but that he could use that speed to distract pitchers, thus helping his teammates at the plate get better pitches to hit. Ooh, distractions. He learned to play his game. Yeah. In doing so, he became more confident and he was able to develop the rest of his skills in the process, including hitting over 300 eight times in his career and recording over 3,000 hits. Amazing. In his final season, he batted 304, stole 21 bases, made the all-star team and won the comeback player of the year award at age 40. Wow. And then he retired. Wow. But amazing. Before he retired, Major League Baseball did something that they almost never do. They created an award in his name for the stolen base leader that they give out every year still to this day while he was still playing so while he was still an active player they created an award and put it in his name i've never heard of anyone doing that before wow wow the lou brock award is given to the national league player with the most stolen bases that's awesome lou brock passed away september 6th 
Some of his accolades include 938 stolen bases, which is still a record, 34 hits in 31 World Series games. Wow. Six-time All-Star and two-time World Series champion. So here's the point. Learn to celebrate your strengths and focus on those. Work to appreciate the strengths of those around you and to focus more on those than the weaknesses. Appreciate those who appreciate you. Those are things this guy did. Every one of those things he became great at. You know what he's got on his face and I've seen in every single picture? That man enjoyed living life, man. He really enjoyed living life. Yep. He smiled. What a nice smile, man. I remember, I remember him as a kid, and I didn't, I didn't realize this was the case on the name of the award that he was still, yeah. you know. And now I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I see that. We lost another baseball great recently, Tom too. Seaver. Yeah. Tom Seaver, yeah, yeah, sure did. So, uh, wow, thanks yeah, for that, man. Keith. That that so that really, that really kind of yeah, moved me so a little bit. So the moral of the story: this was a very inspiring person in my childhood and he retired really before I learned to love baseball um, but was just revered and would see him at the ballpark and just such a great guy learn to play your game everyone that is the key that is something that he figured out and it served him well his whole life and it'll work for you too so until next time that's Jay over there I'm Keith remember to play your game And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys.